Welcome to Your Beautiful Game Podcast, where we encounter the wins, losses, and everything in between, from soccer to life, both beautiful games to play and learn from. We get to choose to prepare, practice, learn, and implement in our own game. Now let's play. Today, we're chatting about some revelations that I have had while playing soccer. The life lessons that have truly shaped me from game to life. And that has also been very impactful throughout my life. And I believe that are great to hear from a lot of different perspectives as a player, a coach, a parent, a fan. And by this standard, it also shows how universally, not just soccer, but all sports can really show you something and teach you something in your own life. So I want to talk about a, f- a few things today. Number one, we'll be going through winning versus losing. Now, if you've been an avid listener, last season I had a whole episode about losing and how to lose. And all we, we went down a whole rabbit hole of this whole thing. And I'm going to kind of touch on a few things with that. And it's just defining it now in the game of life. And of course, like the main objective and objectively of playing a sport, watching sports or anything like that, being competitive has to do with winning. The intention is to win. The other half of it is you don't intend to lose, but one of us is going to experience it, right? Defining that for yourself. And whatever that may be, whether that's in a soccer game, yes, winning is great. Having that on the scoreboard is great, but you can also look at it as, as a player, are you winning in your position? Are you playing your game to your absolute best ability? Were you passing in? Were they crisp? Are you looking for the next play? Are you doing what you're supposed to be doing in your position and your play? Was your game as an individual player a win? Or were you losing it? Were you were you not making the passes? Were you not scoring the goals? Were you not being able to play your game? And that's a way that you can look at, at least as a player perspective, if you can give yourself some of that grace and space to go, hey, yeah, it was a loss, but I played my part. I did a great, a great deal, even within like a team sport. Now, I'm going to go into a couple of stories because they all kind of do the same thing is and I, I might have mentioned this on my own episode way season one episode one but when we were in high school i was on varsity my sophomore junior and senior year but my junior senior year is when i played and both of those times was when we got to the state finals we were in the final game and both of those games were against our rival school and both of those games in season when we played our rival school we won we we beat the heck out of them we would you know really just show up for those games because of course the intention is to yes not just win but also beat the hell out of these people that are technically our rivals and when you get to the state tournament there's a little bit more pressure on it there's a little bit more intention on the winning it's not just beating this school that you you enjoy doing right but it's the intention of having a title it's being able to 
show your skills off at the highest level and the best ability that you can. And, you know, what's cool is even though I personally didn't get to really experience what club ball is, I see it every single day. And I also get to experience that from an outside perspective. Club is a whole nother level. It's a, it's where you have to show up to that intensity every single day and every single weekend and every single practice. And that's expected of you because there's other outside pressures on it financially, parentally, like there's all kinds of things that are really put on you as a player at these high intensity levels, these high intensity games, right? So that affects these things that affects winning versus losing. There's all kinds of things that can happen. And going into these high school games, it changed to, okay, how can I prove myself instead of how are we going to win this state title? And because I put more pressure on myself within this type of situation, it was more, it was less about really the team and how we play and what we're going to do to get the outcome that we want versus hey let's just let's just go out and and do what we do best it it was so pressurized and that pressure got to us we lost both my junior and my senior year and guess who took that upon themselves me and i bet a lot of people who listen to this can relate to this in any sport form or even at work or even through school you put all this pressure and you put yourself on this pedestal or you give yourself this standard and when it doesn't turn out your way you start to turn it on yourself you go well if what was the problem within this situation it must have been me so how do we recover how do we go about coming out of a loss and going into a win we practice we also get lectured we get yelled at we play because we know how to lose now let's see if we can win now so what's the strategy and we also do it over and over again because it's a cycle whether you win or lose even if you win now you go to the next one can you win the next one are you going to lose the next one depending on the intention of what it is Within soccer, the intention is always to win. It's always to get goals. It's always to defend your goal. There's all those rules. Those are the intentions that you have within this. Now, that goes with any life situation as well. What is your intention? And I'm going to go a little bit of a business route here because in a business, when especially a service-based business that I run, a lot of people, especially since the pandemic started, um, went online and started their own thing and everyone is now becoming a coach or a mentor or um, a trainer or something to that extent where they are in a leadership role in that leadership role everything in a business has some sort of salesy thing to it right and honestly very transparently i'm not the best at sales but it is part of what i do and, you know, a lot of people are like, you know, just be the, be the, be the sleazy car salesman. And to me, that's just not who I am. 
So my intention is to not make a sale and not get money from people. My intention is to help people. It's to spread this, this word and to do what I do best, which is be there for people, impact their lives, give them something to work with, give them a perspective, a different perspective that they've never heard before. And that goes with different perspectives that a lot of us don't really take into account. We take into our own account, our own perspective. At the time when I was going through those high school games, it even happened in college. I'm gonna tell you all four years we lost in the first round of conference play. And I was the goalkeeper every single time. And it always fell upon me. But now let me look at not just the player perspective that I was having. Let's look at the coaching perspective. What is that coach thinking during these type of high intensity games, these high pressure games? Did we do enough? Did I drill them enough? Did I give them enough resources and practice? Did we run enough? Did we do all these things enough? And no matter what, the coach is not the one that's on the field. The coach is the one just there to be the guide, to be the one that they just come to because the players are playing the game. They are playing their own game. They are doing it, but the coach is not on the field with them. And I see this in a lot of different ways, right? I am currently a coach, not a soccer coach, but I am a coach in a way that I am a guide for my clients in fitness, in their mindfulness, in their awareness. And the reason why is because I experienced these things for myself because I used to be the player in that sense. So having that different perspective of like, look, I've done this for a really long time. I've also experienced a lot of things. How can I help relate from my own experiences to y'all's experiences and make you better, help you get to where you want to go? And then I also want to mention the perspective of the fans, the parents, anybody in the stands, right? They have the utmost best intention for you to want to win. They want to cheer you on to that finish line, to that 90th minute. But what happens when the player, the coach make mistakes, say the wrong things, do the wrong things, not run the drill right, not do what's best for their player. Emotions come into it and the tensions change and the example that I can think of right now is, yes, in general, but soccer within the United States right now. It's one of those things that parents are starting to take more of a step into the world. Yes, to be supportive, but also think that they can step over this boundary line of being a coach, getting that perspective or being the player. And that is going to go into my next thing of communication and relationships within this game of life, right? And the thing about it is, and I know you guys have probably know what I'm going to say, but my dad was on the podcast last season. And when I tell people, they're like, oh, like, did you come from a soccer playing family? I did not. My parents never even touched a freaking soccer ball until their little girl did. And they were the type of parents that half of the time didn't know what was going on, didn't understand what offsides was, and just wanted to be as supportive as they could be of their own child. 
But at some point, I know I mentioned this story, but the the time that I made the decision to lie to my coach and he took it out on me in a way of suspension and uh, taking away my captain's ban, that was finally the one and only time. And I was a senior in high school. I've been playing for a long time since I was four years old. That was the first time my mom actually stepped in and said, look, I don't think you're being just or fair in this sense. Yes, Kyla made some decisions, but you also have to make a decision as that. So this, these relationships and this communication that can happen within our relationships of players to players, players to coaches, players to fans, to parents, or maybe it's coach to parent, parent to coach. All the regular parents just going at each other, coaches to coaches. There's all kinds of relationships and communication that happens within the game of life, right? But what can you control? What is your role? And how can we grow from certain things, right? So again, if you've been listening to this for a while, you already know. I grew up a goalkeeper, right? And being a goalkeeper, you have to be the one that almost dictates the whole game the whole time on your half. So if I didn't tell my defense to tell my midfielders to now relay that up to the forwards, we all wouldn't be on the same page of the intention of the game. Now, the relationship between me and my defenders had to be tight because for someone that was the one sole person in their position, that's a lot of pressure and a lot of pressure I put on myself as an individual. These four other people playing defense were the ones that could help me and support me and do what they needed to do if I didn't do my job right or if I made a mistake or if I needed to get back. Those are the four people I could rely on. Those are relationships I had to have and be strong with. Because if they were on my side or they were doing what's best for me in their position and playing their game and doing what is best, then that makes a domino effect to now the midfielders. It's like, hey, majority of the other team has been on our half. Midfield probably shouldn't be hanging out with the forwards. They should probably be hanging out and getting some defense done, right? That also relays to the people up top of like, well, I haven't got the ball for a while. What can I do to help get to our destination? So everyone's reevaluating at the same time. Everyone's coming back together, regrouping, communicating and going, okay, this is what we got. But if those relationships are not exactly, it doesn't have to be super tight, like me and my defenders, but if those relationships aren't in a place where you can communicate fully, transparently, and openly, how can you expect that end goal to happen? And it goes with the player-coach relationship too. I had a few of those. My high school one, all my college coaches that I had, I had plenty. And it all, it all, how do you communicate with somebody? How do you make that relationship so that 
as a collective, all of us want to win. That's always going to be the end goal when it comes to sports. When it comes to life, you always want to win. You always want the good stuff at the end. But how do you reevaluate and come back together when it doesn't happen that way? So not just me as a goalkeeper, but you can also take this into my own life. How do I have the best communication with my husband? How do I have the best relationship with my husband? Because guess what? We are teammates. We are on the same team. So whenever we disagree or we're not playing our individual games exactly the same so that our marriage game is the same, how can we come together, reevaluate, regroup? That communication is key. Same goes for me and my clients. It's all, again, it's almost like a goalkeeper thing. I'm solely one coach. I'm solely one person taking care of a lot of people and wanting them to get to the best of their results in the best way that we can. But if you don't tell me that the workout's not working for you, if you don't open up and communicate like, look, I don't know what you're asking of me, Kyla, then I am not aware on how to help you fix it or help you get to where you've been wanting to go. So then it turns into the blame game, right? And I know a lot of people can definitely either relate to this or have seen this because it's only gotten worse over the years and I already kind of mentioned it, but how parents are now starting to step in and step over a certain boundary, right? So with that, it, turns into, again, that blame game of like, okay, the player who's trying to do their job is is not winning, is not playing up to the standard of one, the parent, or two, the team, and three, the coach. Who's going to take ownership? If the player doesn't, they're going to tell their number one fan, whether that's a parent or not. That number one fan now feels the same exact empathy of what's going on with the player, which now in turn can be, well, who's to blame for this, which is a coaching perspective. The person who literally is supposed to get this child, this player, this person to be the best player that they can be, yet no one's taking ownership of it. And now it turns into a miscommunication. Relationships are starting to get cut. And that is where I feel like a lot of people struggle. There's a lot of like here and there and a lot of things that don't connect in a way that helps you win. So how do we reevaluate? Looking at each other's perspectives, the views of the game of each person. So we've gone over a lot of the player perspective. The player is doing everything in their power. They're going to practice. They're going to games. They're listening to the coach. They're going and doing extra things to make them be the best player that they can be. Then you look at the other view, the coach. The coach is doing what is best for these players leading them guiding them mentoring them running drills running practice running all these things because they used to be a player 
they are still a player in some sense. And their intention is to make sure that this person is the best person that they can be and player. They are doing their job. Then you look at the fan perspective, the parent perspective, the spouse perspective, the outside person perspective. This person only wants the best for you. They only want to support you. They want you to win. They will do whatever it takes to help you get there, good or bad, right? And how we take all this in can't just be wherever we are, that wherever we land on that spectrum, player, coach, fan, for whatever situation we're in. You need to look at the other perspectives because if you can get the other perspectives, the whole game will all of a sudden come into play and go, this is what we need to do. It'll give you what you have been wanting to get to that end goal. And what I mean by that is there's a few sayings. I just recently did another workshop and this workshop was a lot about going from self-judgment to self-love. And I would say a lot of people can relate to this, but I'm not going to assume is we always want to do everything in the best of our abilities to the best that we can. And it goes with all these perspectives. As a player, you're doing what you need to do to win the game. As a coach, you're doing what you need to do to guide these players to win the game. And as fans, you are doing what you can to support them in the best way that you can, right? Doing, that that's the key word here, doing. When we do, it almost starts to press the gas pedal more and more and more where we're going like a hundred miles per hour to get to our destination. But what's happening is we're missing the process. This is where we're missing the communication. We're missing the time to build relationships. We're missing out on how do we get from point A to point B, which is the want, the intention to win and the actual winning. So how do we bring that 100 miles per hour down a little bit and start to enjoy the ride? How do we be in the car, enjoy the scenery, take in the background music we're turning up, feel the breeze on our face, feel the sun coming through the windows? How do we do that? you take control. You're in the driver's seat and the person that's in the driver's seat is usually the player, the coach, depending on what level you're at and the fan. Maybe you're the soccer mom that's just driving this car, right? So with that, I had this saying um, within my workshop. So I was going over this is the doer mentality. The more we do, the more we miss out, right? And My cousin Ethan had this great quote. It said, if you're living life in the fast lane, you're gonna miss the people worth slowing down for. And it's very true. When we just keep doing, we miss out on the present. That's that process, that's the how, how we get there. The process is also something that a lot of people don't wanna face, that they don't wanna do. 
They just want to go from point A to point B, but they don't want to see what is in between that. And the in-between is how you get to point B. I also like to use my own quote, moving forward in life doesn't always have to be 100 miles per hour or you will run out of gas. You always have the choice to pump the brakes and slow down. No matter what, you're always moving forward. Whether you're going 100 miles per hour or one mile per hour, you're still going forward. You're still trying to do what's best for you in your game of life. And the last quote that I almost want to leave you with because it circles all of this together is when it comes to winning and losing and also all the views that we're taking into perspective and how the in-between is so important. The process is so important. You can get knocked down a thousand times and it's your choice to stand up a thousand and one. That choice is yours to keep that same intention to win. And if you get knocked down, do it again, do it better. And you're still moving forward. You're taking into perspective everything. You as a player, the people who are guiding you as your coaches, as your mentors, these people that want to support you through everything that is going on in your life and only want the best for you. They're going to be there for you no matter what. So in reality, we're all winning. Just look at the perspectives. And again, if it feels like you're losing and getting knocked down, it's your choice to stand up and keep moving forward. All in all, we see the game in different ways. The game of life likes to teach us lessons in and out of the game. Through winning and losing, through our relationships, and how we can have different views of the game as well from all perspectives. You can follow us on Instagram at Your Beautiful Game Podcast. You can also watch on YouTube as well as listen on any listening platform of your choice. You can support the podcast by subscribing or joining our Patreon or visiting our Etsy shop. We also have full episodes every single Friday at 10 a.m. Central Standard Time and getting those mini episodes out to you as soon as I can uh, throughout this season as well. We will see you next week.